right there to see a whole overview, broken down details, basically the foundation of what people should have in place before they literally offer any of us land. That's the biggest issue I have. Right. People don't have land survey, land search. They don't have lease. They don't have a. They don't have a title, like, a, agreement, and all you know, all of those things are things that you need to have before you start accepting people money. Right. Have it all worked out. Now, now, now what I need to do is have some of our people in the BIO. Who say, oh, I got some land in Ghana. You know what I'm saying? I said, yo, yeah, we paid our money. We got land. And everything. I said, well, you, I was I was saying, Bomani's been through this. I think you need to go to somebody who basically has uh, done this before. Why not? Before you talk about it. You got land. Land is yeah, different. Because, because yeah. I'm going to be honest. It doesn't matter who called me. And if our brothers come in, I'm going to be real with them on, on the situation, which I've helped a lot of people. So when, when I start talking to people about this, they like, they, the first thing they say, well, I, I, I reached out to five people with land, and none of them mentioned any of the things that you're talking about. Like, you're talking a whole different foreign language. I'm like, well, the thing I'm talking about is the legality of the country process of how you actually go by getting land without getting scammed and running there with a situation where you're dealing with land guards, you're dealing with the people who have, who have, who have sold you land, and it's a, it's a whole group of brothers and sisters. You know, so those are the situations that you're dealing with. So number one thing you always get, you get a consultant, somebody you trust with your money and your life, and right. somebody that you, you you respect your opinion on as far as when you get the work to do. So you'd have to just win a personal lobby. A, re, a, a lawyer that has a whole lot to lose because you want that lawyer to put his credentials. Right. Whenever you decide to agree on it. So if things go wrong, he has to take accountability that he done and that, that affects his career. Right. Things like that. So. You know, and then myself, as you know, the person who had the experience in the country dealing with uh, black folks from all over, you know what I'm saying? Right. Not just, uh, some of the issues that people have is that they're born in this country in America, and then they've never been exposed to other people. And that's not, you know, that's not, even though even America is a global you know, uh, country where you know, every single part of the world live here and things like that, but we don't always connect or communicate. So sometimes somebody may meet, meet a Ghanaian for the first time in Ghana and not actually in America, because sometimes... <laughs> so I'm, I'm that person that have all of the experience on Bro, you're you're vital, bro. You're the, you're an appointment. Explain to my brothers here that yes, you can trust our folks in Ghana, and what we also doing is making sure everything is legally sound and documented, and all of us are out here in the elements of youth, Facebook, we're publicly out here doing movements that we have dedicated our lives to. So I'm not trying to run off with anybody's chains. You know what I'm saying? Right. And anybody has money and things like that. Our movement is bigger than that. We're trying to create an economic global system where you have a whole community, you have multi-millionaires in a whole community, to where they can invest their money and their resources in any major project. Right. You want to get to the point where you don't need China to bring nothing. In. Right. We have enough money in the diaspora to invest it. To, 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 yeah. Let me, no, I'll say uh, that right there was like I was talking to one of my partners in Angola. She was like, they realized that African Americans have more money than Chinese. Chinese only invested what sixty billion dollars, bro. That's nothing. That's chump change, you know. Hundred billion. That's nothing, you know. Black people, if we will organize and pull our capital together. We get out to China. China, people understand. China basically has to get that money back. Black people in America got money. That's basically just goes into the American economy and doesn't. We don't got money tied up in debt and uh, and bonds and stuff like that. So we have the money to to outdo China. You know, we have more disposable income. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Bomani, while uh, while we're here. An, an unfortunate topic that uh, I want to talk about is the situation that happened in Fiance. You know, 
And I say, like, like I said, we talked. You and I talked about this a couple of years ago. And uh, and, well, and I, I actually talked to the two sisters from Detroit that were murdered, right? And, and people like it, uh, the, and it all has to do with this land deal. And I'm glad you basically have uh, got the legal thing, so nobody's gonna come to you talk about you owe this and out of nowhere. And that's where it comes from. Can you tell us about Priyanka? And uh, and uh, the fallout from that, and why why it's important that we uh, do our due diligence as far as land. Yeah, the main thing is um, people like Sianka Garvitan, they come with a great concept because they were they made deals where they got large sums of land for a very reasonable price. Now that situation caused issues. The thing of it is, what we have we have land that we physically we wrote a deal. She gave us a number. We said, okay, this is the deal. We'll, we'll get you that. And we broke it down. And you know, so when it, at the end of the day, the 99 years, uh, this is paid for. And it's not something we're still making payments. And things where we're going to put ourselves, we're avoiding, kind of avoiding, you know, avoiding whatever agreement. So they set up a place. Their, their foundation was, was built in Rocky in the first place. And then as far as the exposure, they, had a, they have access to a whole lot of black people that ask for that say, hey, I want to move to Africa. I want to, I want to move to your community. So now it comes to where people have, need to have information. They need to be clear. And the same thing, I tell you, once you click on Black Star Pan African Community, you can read from the, from the first article all the way down to the last one that it goes through every single thing that you need to be clear on before you give any money. And if you have questions, you call me and you, you get me like right away the same day. And then we're communicating with you and things like that. They never had a management system. So that's also another thing. I never organized themselves the way they are. They had everything online and efficient for people. So when it comes to trying to do business in general, you're trying to run a community, which under a tour business, it's all about business organization and management. That you, you, know, you, have, you have to be the one to organize it and figure out the system that you're going to use. You know, so I've set up my whole you know, business in my, you know, my house here. As a, as a corporate enterprise, as you know, my technical, as, you know, my, my technical space, and business administration, and the modern day fast high tech computers, uh, with different drives to store all the files to keep up and you know, with everything. So you know, it, it, it's a, it's on a whole different level from you know the two people just mentioned, Tiago and Garvita, and I've been around them, and those are the things that I personally saw. So when I was getting ready to do, I was doing every element of what I saw that was missing or whatever was suggesting or giving recommendation, put all of that together and use all the case study and, and the analysis of what you're doing and put together something where you just get everything clear and detail for folks. Let them you know let them let them check it out. Once they clear it, you got them go through a few process where they have to sign that they agree with the bylaws and agree with the overview and then they have to send in certain documents. So our, our process is a little more intricate, but at the end of the day what that does that that gets you know, that, that put, knocks out or get rid of all the riffraff that shouldn't be in the community with you, you know, because you're going to, you know, because you look at about their business, so you can't, if you don't know how to fill those things out and you're not clear enough, you either, you know, you either figure it out or you get somebody to help you, but for people who just not really about it, it was just discourage them, and when people see all the rules and regulations and things, they're going to start think a certain way, um, you know, so uh, they never had any of those things clear, and they literally ultimately just didn't promote what they needed to promote and do a follow-up. And, you know, so it's a complete array of mismanagement, unorganization, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah we were, I think it was, I think it was mostly emotional, emotional-driven. Because the original Fianca was started by Kwame Ada, 
in the nineteen early nineteen seventies. Uh, I think he uh, uh, met Kwame and Kumra. He talked about Bianca was right. supposed to be that whole area east of the Volta River, called the Togo. They wanted to create uh, a diaspora state, like a province in Ghana on the Volta River, like when the Volta Dam was being built. You know, that's a beautiful land. I mean, that that is a that land is breathtaking. You know. All green. I mean, my God, that part of Ghana is absolutely stunningly beautiful. Ghana is a stunningly beautiful country as far as like the topography, you know. And I, I think uh, uh, I think secession administration came in and didn't work out, whatever. But but uh, but I, I I believed in Fiancre. But the thing is, you know, uh, we like what you just said, just laid it out. And uh, before while we got a few more minutes, uh, <clears throat> what is the problem? You know, could it be that you're you're from the Caribbean, and and when it, you can mix Pan Africanism with business and professionalism, you know, I rarely ever see that. You know, I rarely ever. You expect to be successful in business, you're not gonna like you know try to do things at the highest level. Yeah, but the bottom line, but the African American, we always uh, the Pan African movement always attracts the the people who aren't don't believe in education. Don't believe in uh, 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 learning. Don't believe in money. Don't know how to invest. Don't believe in any of that sort of stuff, you know. But yet they want to lead people, and they got they be having big followings and stuff, you know. They don't believe in money. They don't believe in investment. They don't believe in accountability. They don't even. They don't even. When you talk to them, they don't even believe there should be a police. Yeah, you got police. Yeah, you got courts. Because the reality is, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, a, I have to go get. Matter of fact, I just got my fire stick the other day. You just gave me another movie to watch. Write that down the first. I haven't seen that yet. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a few of them, but you know, it's, it's like you know, it's like you know, unit projects, and they got the situation with no, you know, no, no law enforcement around and no, no, no emergency uh, folks around. So you know what that does? That that sparked the crazy crackers who've been stacking up guns forever. Right, right. You give them a right to go out there and just shoot us down, you know, because you know, now, you know. So it's like that's all what happened. Yeah, this is like if you, if you talk about we're gonna have four guns and these people—that's their motto in life: not stack up as many guns as possible. Yeah, and the bottom of when they when they think about shooting people, they're not thinking about shooting fellow white; they think about shooting us. Hey, hey, I mean, if you were the situation, go ahead. Go ahead. But, uh, you speak on uh, black economics. You know, you say that's like the core of you and what you do, right? How are right. the black businesses doing in Ghana? You know, and what I mean, black businesses—you know, the businesses in the diaspora, the businesses. You know, how, are they flourishing in Ghana? Yeah, one of the business, um, some of them are, and then, you know, some people just, just based on experience and getting it set up here. Uh, but uh, it's, 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 you know, it's one of those things that's on a scale. Um, uh, but the, as far as the people that I personally know, uh, they're doing okay for themselves. You know, what could happen is they could be a lot better if it was more of a group economic situation. Like I was explaining earlier that uh, when we build our whole community, it's like we have our own little bunch of things in place and we're if we decide we're gonna do something together, we're investing a whole community into it. Mm -hmm. And you know, so that's gonna give it access of you know, those of us who have different professions and things like that can handle different aspects of it to make it very successful. Like example, uh, if we wanted to build as a community once we get things going, if we wanted to build a beachfront resort which is uh beaches two miles away from our community, we would be able to put ourselves in a situation where some of us can work as a manager and some of us can work at doing different things and different people in our community can also do the same thing to, uh, you know, and to where, uh, and then you can also add different levels of your marketing and 
different groups of folks and then you, know, you, you, you push the word and things like that. And next thing you know, you turn that whole community into like a beach town. I'm not saying that you try to make it like Miami Beach or anything like that, but you, or, or, you know, Montego Bay, you know? Uh, but you're trying to give it that life and that energy to where oh, people yeah. want to come there. And uh, so that's the issue there. It's in that you, you have one or two people working on, on, a, on like a resort, trying to manage it, trying to make it work. And all the other aspects of business that they need, they don't really have hands in it. So that's why my, that's why my, my whole thing as far as investing is just using a community foundation based on the fact that, you know, when we start putting like $5 together, everybody, you, know, you have all of the money you need to do everything. And that's how we literally going to build our whole community. We all put like you know, maybe $100 a year, $100 a month, for two years, three years. That's more than enough money to build a whole community. And I'm, I'm not saying that's exactly what we're doing, but it's like just giving you an idea of how the money will work now since you're putting it all together. And even that $30 a month maintenance fee, with, with so many people living in a community, can add up to where... You're, you're, you're also doing some other incredible stuff. You, you're keeping the property well maintained as far as the sewage, the electricity, the you know, uh, and so on and so on. So that's the big difference. Okay. Okay. Nice.